We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. And now, joining us here on the Bear Report podcast is rj ochoa of blogging the boys he does a great job covering the dallas cowboys over there he's a reoccurring guest as well he was on the talk Andy dalton with us last year rj thanks for joining me man of course thanks a lot uh my dog's name is bears this is always a, a tough week for him <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the bears and cowboys really don't play every year but um when they do man it's always a fun game i feel like yeah i mean um i tweeted this the other day um Obviously, you know, the last Cowboys-Bears game was that Thursday night game when Mitchell Trubisky ran all over them. Um, everybody thought Jason Garrett was going to be fired the next morning, and, and he, he would go on to be dismissed a few weeks later. But um, the, the game before that was actually the first home win in the Dak and Zeke era. So um, some, some pivotal moments uh, for the Cowboys against the Bears. Yeah, I think that was, uh, that was a Sunday night game, I want to say. It was. Uh, Brian sure. Hoyer. Good times. Yeah, yeah. Here we remember that as uh, that was like the Jordan Howard breakout game for us. I think Jeremy Langford got hurt. Um, right. Howard, yeah. Yeah. Howard would go on to have a big game and a, and a nice little career in Chicago before moving on. But let's talk Cowboys in 2022. Um, Dak is back. I guess that's pretty much the biggest story. Um, you know, he got hurt week one. Cooper Rush came in. Um, would they go like four and one with Cooper Rush, something like that? Um, and then Dak comes back in. They get by the Lions. What is kind of the sense and vibe around this team? Is it is Dak, you know, still getting, um, you know, sped up and not 100 uh, percent? What's kind of going on with the offense with him? Yeah, so um, Dak Prescott has returned. It was, it was back last week um, against the Lions. Cowboys are actually playing all four NFC North teams in a row. Um, they, they do have their, their bye week sandwich um, in between after this week, but then it's at Green Bay at Minnesota. And so, um, yeah, Cooper Rush went four and one. Um, and, and obviously won his first start last year, which was also in Minnesota. And you know, I, I didn't didn't light up the scoreboard, didn't light up the stat sheet, didn't win anybody, you know, any kind of you know fantasy league or anything last week. But but was serviceable and certainly showed um, a lot more ability than than what Cooper Rush was able to. All, all due respect to him. And so um, you know, obviously the story of the Cowboys has been their defense and all the success they've had on that side of the ball. But offensively, I mean, besides Dak, they're still kind of finding themselves in a lot of ways. Um, 
CD Lamb hasn't totally evolved into the alpha that they would would have wanted by now. Michael Gallup uh, came back this season. They re-signed him, but was coming back from a torn ACL. So he's still kind of like getting to full health. Uh, their third round pick, Jalen Tolbert, hasn't been active a ton. And so they're, they're kind of figuring those things out. And and now, you know, when it, it's just kind of felt like, you know, constant moving parts. Now Zeke Elliott's got, got a little bit of a knee thing, and we, we don't know if he's going to play this week. So um, they, they've really kind of been trying to play catch up almost every single week. And the fact that they were able to win four games with a backup um, was, was really impressive. That's what I was kind of interested in was the Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard dynamic. And from what I've seen of the Cowboys this year, I've watched a few games. I think both running backs have looked pretty good. I think Zeke's looked the best he's looked in a couple of years. How is that dynamic working, um, you know, down there in Dallas? And then, and then you mentioned Zeke might not play. What is like the uh, update on that? So the dynamic has has never really existed, um, to be honest, prior to this year. And, and, you know, I don't know how much tabs you keep on on this. On Tony Pollard, there's a lot of like fantasy players who have always been super interested in him. Um, you know, the Cowboys, have, this is this is Tony Pollard's fourth year. And a lot of, you know, every year the Cowboys have said they're going to work him in. They're going to uh, it's going to be more of a split, more of a share, whatever. Um, that has never really translated. In fact, last year in week four, Zeke Elliott um, injured his PCL and, you know, they didn't they didn't put him on ice. They didn't take away any of his carries despite having Tony Pollard available to them. And so that's, that's just something that's, that's just kind of been a thing. And so this year they've done a much, uh, much more truthful job of, of kind of living that out. Um, now they did talk about it, it during training camp about utilizing Tony Pollard out of the slot. And, you know, the Cowboys obviously traded away Amari Cooper, so they needed help at receiver. We haven't seen that. Um, and I, you know, I think some of that is just that, you know, the quarterback change. And so that, that impacts a lot of things, but, uh, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't chalk it up to 50, 50, but it's, it's pretty 65, 35, 60, 40. Sometimes Tony Pollard is, is definitely used a lot. He's had some big plays that had a big 46 yard play that he took down at the one yard line against the Bengals, uh, had a big chunk play against the giants. on Monday night football, uh, had a big 57 yard touchdown against the Rams, uh, when the Cowboys won that game. And so, um, it's, it's a real thing, which has been really fun to see. They both played very well. Um, when it comes to Zeke, the Cowboys are, are kind of, they, they always keep things close to the vest. That, that's just kind of how McCarthy rolls, uh, which goes against the kind of fabric of who the Cowboys are. Um, but for what it's worth, NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reported that Zeke, it's not expected to play uh, among all national insiders. He's, he's one of the closest ones to the McCarthy kind of crew. Um, so I, I would lean that direction. And, and the fact that the Cowboys are on their bye next week, um, you know, kind of kind of makes you want to believe that a little bit more as well. Yeah, looking at that offensive line, what, what can you tell us about that unit? Um, obviously, the Bears just traded Robert Quinn, so they lose one of their top pass rushers. But they, I mean, they got to Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones last week, which was refreshing. Is there any weaknesses on the line that the Bears could exploit? I'd say left guard. Um, you know, the Cowboys, um, and another interesting detail, have Jason Peters on their team, obviously. Um, and and th- that that has been such a, a kind of crazy sequence. I, I mean, everybody knows that Tyron Smith is amazing, but – um, but got injured um, before the season began, um, and, and we'll see if he he returns at any point this year. But but rookie first round pick Tyler Smith out of Tulsa uh, has played left tackle all season long and has done so wonderfully. But but before the season truly began, in fact, like I think it was Tuesday of Week One, um, the Cowboys brought in Jason Peters, and it, it kind of felt like you know because originally Tyron was going to play left tackle and Tyler Smith was going to play left guard. Uh, but with Tyler kicking out and playing so well, Jason Peters kind of became the, the left guard option for them. And so they, they've been slowly ramping him up and, and, and involving him more. He has yet to play a full and complete game. 
Um, so if he's in, I mean, it's a much more stable position, but that's definitely where they're most vulnerable. Other than that, though, um, I mean, center has, has been fine for the Cowboys, kind of chalk. Zach Martin is amazing. And, and, and right tackle, they have Terrence Steele, who they um, believed in enough to release Lyle Collins over the offseason. He's played well. I mean, it's, it's a group that a lot of people thought was going to be a much bigger problem than it has been. Flipping over to the defensive side of the ball, Cowboys, really damn good defense. Uh, another tough test for the Bears. They got through it in New England last week with design runs for Justin Fields. Now, Micah Parsons is a whole new animal, a whole new beast. How would you, if you're the Bears offense, it, it kind of exploit the the defense, maybe attack Dallas's defense? What are the kind of the weak spots? Where can they uh, win the matchups at? You know, I'd say that, you know, the Cowboys have lost two games, but but the team that had their way with them more was the Philadelphia Eagles. And a lot of people saw that game since it was on Sunday night as well. Um, and a lot of that was was due to the mobility of Jalen Hurts and, and kind of the success that the Eagles have had in the run, you know, all season long. And, um, you know, and, and we kind of saw this last week with the Chiefs uh, against the 49ers, unafraid to, to kind of go at Nick Bosa. I think that's that's how the Eagles succeeded. They were unafraid to kind of scheme themselves into Micah Parsons. I mean, um, you know, Mike, Micah's one man. He's, he's a ferocious man. There's no doubt about it. But uh, if you're mobile enough and if you're quick enough and, and if you have enough arm talent and, and obviously talent to, to kind of move and run in, in your own right, the way, you know, Jalen Hurts does, um, he can be beat. I mean, everybody can be beat. And so um, I, I think that would be the way. I mean, it's sort of a perfect game that you have to kind of dial up in that sense. And I'm, I'm a Justin Fields fan, but I, I don't think he's on Jalen Hurts' level right now. Uh, that would be it. I, I, you you kind of have to steer into the skid, as scary as that sounds. And correct me if I'm wrong, we'll see Micah Parsons lined up in different spots, right? I mean, we'll see him in the middle. We'll see him on the edge. Uh, what can we kind of expect from him? That's it. I mean, okay. <laughs> like they, they, they are unafraid. They've lined him up at corner before. I mean, they're unafraid to line him up anywhere. I will say – you know, last year, obviously, he was such a revelation and a big discussion that, you know, we were constantly having is, you know, just just make him a full time edge rusher. Right. Because he, he is so incredible at that. Um, he has been playing more there th- than he had been last year. Um, and, you know, maybe some of that is just getting used to things, He's you know, a year deeper into his NFL career. But um, I, I would expect him to be rushing the passer a lot. Um, he's um, he's very good at it and they want to take advantage of it. And before we let you go, I got I got uh, one more question. Give us a prediction and maybe give us an, a, a full X factor, um, someone that you think is going to change the game, whether it's the Bears win, the Cowboys win, um, uh, whoever that might be. Well, I, I do have a soft spot for the Bears. Um, so I, I don't take joy in the fact that I think the Cowboys will win. Um, and I'm a huge Matt Eberflus fan. I, I was so excited that he uh, was, was finally able to get a head coaching job. And so I'm, I'm really hopeful for the long term um, for, for your team. But I do think that the Dallas walks away with the win. Um, I don't think Dallas puts up a ton of points. It just kind of hasn't been their MO. I mean, you know, I, I think if, if you look at their their game last week, if you didn't watch it, you say, man, they won 24 to 6. I mean, a big chunk of that came in the fourth quarter uh, thanks to some turnovers. It was much closer than, than that kind of lends you to believe. Um, so, I mean, I could see like 24, 16, 24, 20, 24, 17. Um, but but I, I think the X factor, it is incredibly chalk. But I mean, it's Micah Parsons. And if it's not, you know, Dorrance Armstrong has been playing wonderfully for the Cowboys this year. I mean, he's second on the team in sacks, only behind Micah. He has a punt block. He has a field goal block. I mean, he is just uh, a force. And and so at some of that is, is just kind of direct product of, of how great Micah is. You have to devote so much attention to him that people are going to have success elsewhere on your defense. And so um, I'd say those are the places to watch. 
Um, I think the Cowboys can be had a little bit when they're on offense, but but the trading away of Robert Quinn, uh, which I'm incredibly annoyed by, um, certainly makes things a little <laughs> bit easier for them. Yeah, yeah, he's going over to Philadelphia. Doesn't make you guys' uh, job over there much easier. Um, RJ, thanks so much for joining me again, man. Where can everyone follow you on Twitter? Where can they read your work? Um, any podcasts you do, anything like that? Sure, uh, blogontheboys.com, and any, anywhere you consume any kind of content, podcast, YouTube, whatever, you could just search for Blog on the Boys and find us there. Uh, I'm on Twitter at RJ Ochoa, and that just kind of serves as, as a hub for everything I do. But, but thanks for having me, um, and, uh, and please beat the Packers every single time forever. <laughs> we'll, we'll say the same thing to you when you guys meet them in, uh, I think it's, what, three weeks? So, yeah, we got that in common. Um, thanks again, man, for joining me, and uh, have a good day. For sure, man. You too. Sounds good. Thanks. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.